0: Thanks for listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and podcast. This is part two of our conversation about retiring with confidence. In real estate, you know, they say location, location, location. But in retirement, it's income, income, income. How does what you've saved become a paycheck? When it comes to that paycheck, it's really the most important thing. As long as the money's coming in, I guess everything's going to be okay. But where does the money come from?
1: Yeah, precisely. And, you know, when you're working, I mean, think about it. Think about your years between, say, 35 and 55 years old. I mean, I look back, I'm, I'm working, right? I'm in the trenches. I'm grinding it out. I'm, I'm hopefully making more and spending less and saving a few bucks, putting some kids through college, paying off the debts, paying off the car payments, the house payments, the mortgages taking some vacation. I mean, we're spending some money. So as long as you go to work, I I think that takes care of that, right? Because you have a paycheck. But at some point, when we all retire, that paycheck is going to stop, Mm -hmm. which means we really need to depend on our savings and other forms of guaranteed income sources, like the federal government created Social Security to help us offset our retirement. And the first check going back to 1940, but if you think about Social Security, and and I, you know, I look back at my parents, I don't know what percentage of their monthly income Social Security was able to take care of, but it was probably more than half. Mm-hmm. Today, it's generally, from almost everybody that's listening, is not enough. And the question is, is it half? Is it a third? Is it a quarter? You're like, how much do you need? And how much is Social Security going to take care? Of? What percentage? And the other thing is, benefits could change in the future. right? So you're listening right now, and you're saying, yeah, you know, make makes some sense. When was the last time you checked your Social Security estimates? If you haven't, you I would recommend you do. It's kind of like checking your credit rating, mm-hmm. Randy. You know, sometimes they make mistakes, right? So you want to make sure you catch it in advance. But if you log on to ssa.gov, which is the Social Security website, you can pull up your estimates right there. But right in that little sort of um, forecast... Right in the middle of the page, they're not even hiding it from us. They're telling us right up front that your estimates based on current assumptions and current law, and they, they're saying right in that estimate by 2033, payroll taxes that are collected will probably be only enough to pay about 77% of the benefit that they said you were going to get. Mm-hmm right so that's that's not great news. If we're expecting a thousand dollars a month, we might only get seven hundred and you know seventy seven dollars or eight hundred dollars you know some smaller number. so we need to really plan for that and Social Security is a great sort of foundation for most of us for our guaranteed lifetime income sources because what's great about it is it's not gonna pay you only when there's money in the bucket, right? It's going to pay you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that you make some good decisions. When do you start the benefit? Do you suspend your benefit and st- maybe start your wife's benefit or your husband's benefit first because yours is larger? You can allow it to grow to age 70 and then get a larger paycheck, essentially signing up for a larger paycheck for the rest of your life. So that's great. So there's lots that go into calculating when you should take Social Security And what percentage of that you can actually count on as part of your monthly expenses.
0: And I know, Sam, as you do income plans as a part of the 365 retirement plan, you do that math for everybody. Give them their options there. You know, you're going to take it at full retirement age. You're going to take it early. You're going to go wait till 70. And then you'll also run that analysis where are you at risk of having your Social Security check go down? And that's that's, uh, a software that you're the only one in the whole area that has that.
1: Yeah, we, we can do that. Uh, it's called the Social Security Risk Score. Uh-huh. So if you are listening and you say, you know, I haven't done that, give us a call 617-440-9365. Uh, we can have a conversation about Social Security. We can run that score for you when you're in the office for the complimentary meeting. But, you know, Social Security is a great source of guaranteed lifetime income. So again, that's why we want to help people maximize that, and take advantage to the best ability that you can.
0: So that's sort of like a pension, but there are people that still come to the table, Sam, with a pension, and that's such a valuable asset in retirement.
1: 100%. So many people that have pensions, you know, I think most people realize they're very fortunate. And if you're listening and you're like, well, you know, my pension isn't that much, well, guess what? It's a paycheck for the rest of your life, even though it's not that much. It's a great source of income. It's a great thing that people can count on for the most part. The problem is this, Randy. Most of us don't have pensions, right? Mm-hmm. And, and pensions were created back in the day when so that's sort of how you did things. You went to work for a company for you know, 35 years, 40 years. You retire. They throw you a little party, give you a little cake, maybe a watch, and you go into retirement with Social Security and a pension. Both of those income sources are guaranteed for life. And maybe you need a little bit more, so you saved a few bucks, and that should be okay. But today, most of us, myself including, including you, probably 70%, 80% of the people we talk to don't have pensions. Right. Right? So the, really the burden will eventually fall on you. And, and here's my sort of just my personal opinion. When they created the 401K 40 years ago. 50 years, how long has it been? Well, probably close to 50 years. Yeah. They basically said to all these major corporations, the you know the big blues, the IBMs, the, the Raytheons, and say, hey, you know what? Well, you don't have to take care of your employees when they retire. We're gonna create this thing called the 401k plan. Yeah, you know what you can do? You can match them, but we're gonna put the burden on funding their retirement on them. So one, you gotta actually save the money on your own. And then two, you gotta know what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? So in my opinion, putting that burden on most people that are not in the financial services business, I mean, you're putting on somebody that really knows the least about what to do, right. but you're putting the biggest burden on them. So in my opinion, it, it didn't, it, you know, now looking back, it probably didn't work out great because many people that come to us say, I, you know, geez, I'd rather not think about it and just have a pension guaranteed income for the rest of my life. So if you don't have a pension and Social Security is not enough – Really what it comes down to is, you know, the burden's on you. So hopefully you've saved some money. And the third source of income is your personal savings. And we really need to do a good job making sure that it's going to continue to grow. It's protected. Maybe somehow we can create your own pension. But the burden falls on you.
0: And that's where one of the big nerve-wracking things about retirement is, Sam, is we look at that number in our 401k, and it looks really good, but we know two things. A, It's full of taxes, so there's taxes coming out of it when we take the money, and B, it's really not a paycheck. A pension ended in a paycheck. A 401K did not end in a paycheck, and it's up to us to figure that out, and so we don't know what to do, so Sam, that's why we come to you.
1: Yeah, well, that's why it's important to really have two things in mind. One, continue to grow that money grown in a, in a manner that's suitable for you that matches up with your risk tolerance maybe you maybe you've picked some choices that were super aggressive that you might have checked off the box in your 401k application you know 25 years ago when it's super aggressive and now you're 64 years old and you don't like to lose money mm-hmm. you know so we need to make sure that risk tolerance matches but the other thing i think sometimes people i'm so busy working i'm busy with my family you know the last thing i want to do is like pay attention to my stuff right each and every day but guess what most people are like that so when you look at your 401k balances when you go and log in and you say hey you know what my one-year average is x or my three-year average is this what i want to say now is averages can be misleading right Mm -hmm. matt we know that we've talked about that before because well randy let's let's do this little quiz here one plus one is what two it's two can't be anything else right so mathematically says one plus one is always going to be two. Mm-hmm. So let's use an example. Minus 50% year one, plus 50%, positive 50% year two, well, that average is out to what? You would think you would be back to normal, but you really you're, aren't. Right, exactly. So uh, at least on average, on paper, the average is zero. Mm-hmm. So you see this big fat goose saying, you're like, oh, thank goodness I lost some money, I got some money back the following year, my average is zero, therefore I didn't lose any money. Well, that's really not the case. And that's why we said averages can be misleading because this is through the math. Let's say you have $100,000. You lose 50%. What do you got now? 50,000. 50,000. Year two, you make 50%. Well, 50% is on 50,000, not on 100 anymore. Right. right? So 50,000 plus 50% is 75,000.
0: So you're still down 25 grand.
1: Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. So Mm -hmm. understanding where you are in your retirement journey. And if you have Social Security, fantastic. If you don't have a pension, then we really need to pay attention to your own savings to maximize returns, minimize risk, and at the end of the day, to replace that paycheck to make sure that that bucket of money, whatever it is that you have, if it's half a million dollars, if it's five million dollars, is going to last your lifetime. So understanding where that money should be invested, how it should be invested, should it be invested in growth? Should it be invested more for protection? Should it be invested more for income? That's really where the power of having sort of a relationship with a professional in the retirement planning space What we do is we we run the numbers, right? We create a plan. We don't go into it with a blindfold on. We don't don't drive from here to Washington, D.C. and just get in our car and just start driving. We plug it into Google Maps or or Waze. So having a comprehensive retirement plan is like plugging your retirement into Google Maps or Waze.
0: So Sam, I know when uh, before the days of Google Maps, everybody laughed at me when I would make a map for somebody because what I would do, (laughs) I would do is I would write out on a piece of paper, and it would have here's the gas station. Yeah,
1: right. Take a left there.
0: Yeah, and you're gonna go past third
1: stoplight. Take a right. This grocery store. (laughs) It was so detailed.
0: But what I like on my maps is this. I like to know that I'm in there. I want to have confidence because if I see that grocery store, I know I'm on track. If yeah. I see that gas station, I know I'm on track. And I think that's something that people want to know because you meet with people regularly, if if it's a yearly or every half year or every quarter, whatever they need they need to know they're on track and you're there to show them they're on track.
1: That's that's because they have a plan, right? Mm-hmm. They have a plan that we can go back and review and monitor and, you know, once a year or even more frequently, we can make adjustments if need be. And I think really, Randy, that's the difference between having a relationship mm-hmm. with a professional versus kind of going at it on your own, right? And it's not to say you can't go at it on your own. You might be super successful. You might be okay. You might know the ins and outs and, and that's fine. But, you know, as we say... Today, you know, retirement is not like your grandfather's retirement anymore, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. You know, things change, and they change so quickly. So you really need to have the flexibility and the knowledge to be able to move with the ebbs and the flows of what's going on today. And I think that's really the difference between having a relationship versus not having a relationship. You know, it's like having Google Maps versus drawing it on a paper napkin, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. It's, It's just much more... That's, that's how you can actually have more confidence. That's what it comes down to.
0: Thanks for listening to part two of Retiring with Confidence. As always, you can start your retirement conversation at 365retirement.com. Stay with us for part three, where we talk about going into retirement in a down stock market, the damage it can do, and how to avoid it. We hope you'll join us.